Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. You're not going to want to miss the next 55 minutes of Oilers Now. Brian Burke, courtesy of Canadian Power Pack, and an exclusive one-on-one 20-minute interview with Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology. Uh, Again, you can uh, tweet us at uh, Oilers Now. Text us to 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. We bring aboard Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Hello, Brian. How are you? Hey, Bob. How are you? Good. I'm just at the uh, CKNW studios here, uh, which were your old broadcast partner back when you were GM of the uh, Vancouver Canucks. But I'm going to read you a text from a quote from Ken Holland, and we'll hear this full interview later. Um, I'm not trade this this on Yessa Pugliarvi, who yesterday Marcus Lato said uh, Yessa will not be back at Edmonton. Ken Holland says, I'm not trading anybody because they want to be traded. If we can find something that works uh, for everybody, I'll look at it. If not, I'm not going to do anything. So I'm going to pass it along to you as a man who's been in this position before, as a manager in the league. How would you handle this scenario uh, if you're Ken Holland, um, given the fact that the agent has spoken out and told media that uh, Paul Yarvey will not be back in Edmonton? I'd, I'd ignore it completely. I'd do exactly what what Kenny's doing. I'd, I'd ignore the agent completely. I don't. I don't care if a player asks for a trade. If it doesn't make sense for the team, I don't get paid to keep him happy. I get paid to win games. If he goes to Europe, the Oilers keep his rights. Knock yourself out. Right, and and the Oilers keep his rights, and he doesn't count on the fifty-man roster, and then they can turn around and sign somebody else to replace him for, say, whatever his qualifier is going to be. So you know, maybe he would have gotten a one-year deal at one point two five or one point five million. They can now use that money to to sign a guy that wants to be here. 
I had Peter Schaefer do this to me years ago when I was a gym in Vancouver, probably 2001. He didn't like my offer. He said, I'm going to Finland. And I said, take some of the money they pay you and buy yourself a good TV because that's the only NHL hockey you're going to see this year. <laughs> if, 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 if this kid thinks he's going he's gonna to bull rush Kenny Holland, uh, a guy who's played, what, 100 NHL games, he's going to bull rush Kenny Holland? I don't think so. Sayonara, kid. I don't know how you say goodbye and, and finish. I, I know thank you is Kitos. Yeah, it's uh, it's now. How much of this is Paul Yarby, and how much of this is the agent? Do you think? You know what? Uh, I used to get asked that a lot, and I had the same answer. I don't care if it's the kid. Fine. If the kid's letting his agent do all the talking for him, it has the same net result, which is fine. Like you're not in a position to demand a trade when you haven't accomplished anything. The better way to do this would have been go quietly. Kenny and say, look, it's not working out. See what you can work out with. And then you can always issue ultimatums and threats later on in the summer. Doing it now and doing it publicly. He just turned anyone in Edmonton, any fan in Edmonton that was in his corner, he just turned him against them. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Ryan, I have a 75-25 rule, 75% on the player, 25% on, you know, the team, the organization, situation, those sort of things, right, on the development side. And there's been some criticism, obviously. Hey, 12 out of 13 years in the playoffs lends itself to criticism. But this is a new regime, Ken Holland, Dave Tippett. And the fact that they've chosen this tact, to me, reveals a bit, does it not? Well, this this is the issue when you come into a Canadian market. Ken Holland's going to view his first day as the first day on the job. I, I, same issue in Toronto. They come up to me and say, we haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. I said, well, I can't help you with most of those years. I got here in 08. I got here in 2008. So if you think I'm bearing any responsibility for the time before I got here, you're out of your mind. But to a season ticket holder who's written that check every year, that's his clock. That's his timeline. If he's been yeah. a season ticket holder since 1985, his clock is 30 years or 25 years, whatever it is. That's his clock. And he ain't looking at any other clock. He doesn't buy that Brian Burke says, well, I just started now. So that's a problem. But it's also something as a manager you have to ignore. You have to say, I, I can't fix what I can't go back and redo the Yakupov draft. I can't fix some of these deals. What I can do is fix it moving forward, which he will. Yeah. We're joined right now by Brian Burke again for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Brian, there's uh, some ambiguity in terms of what the actual cap is going to be. It is not settled as we go into tomorrow's draft. How much would that peeve you off if you were still in the manager's game? Well, first off... um I always assume one of my broadcast rules is I assume good intention. So I have three rules. I assume when I evaluate the conduct by the league or by the team, so if Kenny Holland does something, my three rules are I assume basic competence. I think to be a GM in the NHL, you have to have basic competence. You have to know what you're doing. I assume good intentions. I assume that Kenny wants to win as much as I do. And three, I assume superior knowledge. I assume he knows his players better than I do. Same thing with the league. So this here... They've never been able to fix precisely what the cap is until about this point in time. Gary advised the advised the GMs at the GM meeting what he thought it would be. He never said it's going to be 83. He said that's what we're looking at. It's always a floating target. 
Um, and I think if the National Hockey this is my prediction. Nothing, I haven't talked to anyone at the league, so no inside knowledge. My prediction would be I would go to the Players Association. They can fix escrow. This notion that escrow is a huge problem is, is garbage. They can fix escrow. They can reduce it to a much smaller percentage by freezing the cap for a couple of years and narrowing the range that teams can pay. So right now they can go plus or $8 million from the midpoint, and the plus eight is the cap. They, they can shrink that range and take some of the money that's paid now over 50% right out of the system. So this has been explained to the union. So they don't want to freeze the cap. I'm like, okay, then don't complain about escrow. So my prediction would be if the union went to the league and said, is there any way you can keep it at 83 as part of an extension to the CBA? This is now, if we're going to sign an extension, can you help us out with this for a year or two? Can, can teams go over for a year or two up to the 83 that they thought it was going to be? Now, my view is you're talking about maybe 15 teams that would have a problem with this cap going back down 82 max. So it's 15 million maybe that they'd have to spend to cover this for a year and maybe 15 million for a second year. Isn't there some money available that, that, that can be applied out of the expansion revenue that all the teams got? Isn't there a way to, if this is indeed a $30 million problem, isn't there a way to fix this as part of a new CBA? I don't say bail a players out without extending the CBA. I don't say that. They get 50-50, they got to live with this. But as an extension of the CBA, maybe you get rid of, put a cap of 50% on signing bonuses, maybe you put a five-year limit on contracts instead of this absurd eight, maybe it's six, and then you have solved this problem for the players for a year or two and, and for the teams. And if you can get a five-year extension on those terms for a cost of $30 million, yes, do it. Well, there is entirely too much reason and logic in where you're coming from there. Uh, the one thing I'll say about five-year terms, would that weaken the position of smaller market franchises? Uh, the, the cost uh, in capping a team at five years, well, when I was at the table, all right, so I was at the collective bargaining table until around Labor Day that summer in the last CBA. And then Jimmy Rutherford and I were asked to leave. They said they had our list. They knew the hockey issues. At that point, we were talking about a five-year max with a possible six-year max for one franchise player per team. Okay. Instead, it's all – so I, I think the five, yes, it does weaken. It does, it, does it help that Carolina could do it, an eight-year deal with their own player? Yes, it does. But the damage it's doing financially outweighs that. Hmm. Interesting. These, these, these eight-year terms, they're all going to choke on them. Like Mark Stone, they're going to choke on that deal. Uh, Eric Carlson, my prediction, they're going to choke on that deal. And I think there's a combination of two things going on. One is like Corey Perry. Okay, we'll buy him out. That's a cap hit. That's a cost of doing business. But they want a cup with Corey Perry. So maybe this is his payout at the end. Okay, I can I can live with that. It's a, and it counts on the cap. Right. The harder part to swallow is if it's a Marion Hosta type retirement where the team gets cap relief for a guy. When he, when he hangs it up. And I, my prediction is that's going to happen with Luongo. That's going to happen with Ryan Kessler. With hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Legitimate medical reasons, but now I think teams are signing saying we'll be able to get rid of that last year. All right. Yeah, we're joined right now by Brian Burke. Interesting stuff. I mean, I just look at Edmonton's situation. Uh, you know, the, the fans are stoked that they've got McDavid and Settle signed eight-year deals. That said, player could still ultimately force a departure if he wants. We both know that, especially if it's, you know, I mean, that, that, that it, 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 and I don't mean to be alarmist with Oilers fans because I don't see Connor McDavid. I see Connor McDavid thoroughly engaged in the process moving forward. He spoke to that at the awards. But, the, you know, at the end of the day, a player still, there's mechanisms in place that can make that happen. Brian, I'm going to switch focus. We need more Brian Burks at the draft. You orchestrated perhaps the biggest uh, blockbuster in uh, one of the biggest blockbusters in draft history over the last 20 years uh, when you put together the deals to land the two Sedins. Bittersweet when you think of this time of the year, uh, given what the Sedins have meant to this Vancouver market over the years? I'm going to correct one thing you just said. Not one of the biggest. This was the biggest draft day deal ever, and I I can't see it being surpassed. It was actually a series of three or four deals. Yeah. Um, and and if you go back, I think the interesting thing, at least I do, um, the listeners may not share this view. The interesting thing is, if you go back and look at the media coverage, made those deals, it was they were really it was a mixed bag because the Twins had not played well at the World Juniors against Canada or the U.S. They played really well against you know Australia and and Greece, and you know they got a bunch of points against them, but against the two big boys. They did not play well. And I left the World Juniors in Winnipeg. I told our scouts, I'm trading the pick. You, you remember, this is the worst first round in the history of the NHL. I hated this first round, and I said, I'm trading them. Trading the pick. So it was the World Championships. I got asked to play. Thomas Gurdine was our Swedish scout. He believed in these kids from the get-go, and he says, you've got to go watch them again. And this is when 18-year-olds don't play in that tournament. They still don't. Very few kids, Capocacco did this year, but very few draft-eligible kids get to play in that tournament. And so I said to Thomas Gurdine, I'll go over and watch them, and then we'll drop this nonsense. Because I didn't want to play, I didn't want to draft them. And then I got over there in, in Norway, and uh, it was in Oslo, and in Hamar was the other pool, and the Twins played in Hamar. And that was the first time I could see this twin craziness that they had, this sixth sense, if you will. And that's when I said I, I, I got to get them. So... It was the draft was in Boston that year. It was really cool. Uh, they were picked second and third, and that's why they were twenty-two and thirty-three. And they've uh, their numbers will never be worn again here in Vancouver. How many actual conversations did you have to orchestrate the deals required to get both players? Hundreds. I mean, you're, the first deal was we got the fourth pick from the Chicago Blackhawks, so we went into the draft with three and four on the Father's Day before the draft. Sunday before the draft, Bob Murray was the GM in Chicago. We made the deal for the fourth pick. Brian McCabe and a first. Now, this isn't Brian McCabe in his prime. He was a really important player for us. This was a horribly expensive deal. So now I got three and four. Then on the four, we trade four to Tampa Bay for one. 
So now I've got one and three. And then we went to Atlanta and said, do you want to pick first? And an expansion team had never picked first. And Ted Turner was there. He was on the floor with the Thrashers. So they went up and picked first and took Patrick Stefan, who was a real nice hockey player. If he hadn't got concussed, he would have had a great career. And we took the Twins. Now, I know that in, when Jay Bomeister was selected third by Florida, that there had been prearranged deals where Florida knew that Columbus was taking Nash and Atlanta was going to take Lettinen. You obviously knew that Atlanta was not going to BS you, and they had the first pick, and they'd end up taking, for sake of argument, you know, Daniel Sedin. You knew that there was, was there a prearranged deal in place? There was no way they were going to screw you on that? Correct. No, Donnie Waddell is, is, I don't think Donnie Waddell can tell a lie. I don't think it's possible for him. He said, we're taking Patrick Stepan. I said, all right, then why don't you go to the front of the queue? You'll be the first expansion team to ever draft first overall. And Ted Turner's here. So we got a third-round pick from them. They uh, leapfrogged us, and then we picked the two and three. But people say, what a sheer genius. You know, like it worked out great. But like I say, the reaction was very lukewarm. I was like, hey, great creativity, Brian Burke, but we don't know about these players. But people say, God, you were smart doing that deal. I'm like, I'm not that smart. I picked him in the wrong sequence. Hank was a better player than Danny was. I picked Danny first. Uh, and then they stayed in Europe for a year, right? Yeah, but they had told everyone they were staying. They had told every team they were not coming next year no matter what. Right. No matter what. So we had to wait a year to get them, and then they started pretty slowly. They weren't really effective players until about four years down the road after I got gassed. And then uh, and then they tormented me the rest of my career. No matter where I was, we would play Vancouver, and these kids would stick it right up my butt. And I they used to say to them, don't you owe me anything? Can't you be nice to me once? <laughs> well, I mean, you had the West Coast Express, and that was the number one line at that time out here. And I, I'm just, I, I'm just sort of. So you never really got to see the personal benefit from what the Sedins eventually became in the late 2000s, when they were two of the five best players in the world. Yeah, my contract wasn't renewed in '04, so they, they <laughs> oh, their man. best year, their their best years came right after that. Hey, Brian, you got him back, as I recall, in the spring of 07. Yes. yes just and now, that, Yeah. And that one, people will look at that and go back and look at that series and say, the Ducks beat the Canucks 4-1, to one, so it wasn't much of a series. But in that series, out of those five games, there were two double overtime games, which we split, and a single overtime game, which we won. So it's much tighter than the the box score will indicate. Any historian looking 20 years down the road will say, huh, that wasn't much of a fight, but we all remember very differently. Fast forward to the 2006 draft that was here in Vancouver. There was a player by the name of Chris Pronger out there. Had you already approached Edmonton at that stage for him? At that point, they they went from uh, table to table. Scott Housen went to four tables at the draft that uh, had asked about Pronger. I don't know who the other three were. And he dropped a sheet of paper at Chicago, Los table. Angeles, and Florida. Okay, so he dropped a sheet of paper on each table. And it had the terms of a deal they do. It said Lupul, Smead, and first round pick. And we were like, okay, as long as we, want, we wanted to pick. So we said, as long as it's not this year's first year pick, uh, first round pick, we'd do it. We'll do it on the spot. And we're the only team that did. So they said, okay, we'll, we'll go deal right and the tagging room issue there's a salary cap issue so i said right. to kevin 
you, well, you've got a deal. We'll, we'll shake on it right now. You've got a deal. We'll do it on July 1st. That's the way to wait. So then we went to do the deal on July 1st, and Kevin was driving on the shoe swap, actually, with his boat. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he said, uh, I, I feel like I'm punching your ticket to the finals. I said, well, I think you are. And he said, well, is, can we put a flyer in there, some kind of coverage for me? And I said, yeah, that's fair. So we put another first in if we played in the finals. Yeah. So they, they ended up getting two firsts. But Kevin said, do you want me to pull over now and we'll get to a phone and call the deal in? And I said, no, Kevin, if you're telling me, Kevin's word is good for sure. I said, you're telling me we have a deal. We have a deal. We can call it in tomorrow. So that's what we did. He kept driving and we called it in the next day. Letters, uh, Brian re-signed uh, Dwayne Rollison and Fernando Pisani on June 30th, right? That's when they had to get guys re-signed before they became UFAs. I was coming off being in the Stanley Cup final. That was a Saturday, and I remember uh, visiting with Kevin afterwards. And, uh, of course, I grew up uh, with Craig Lupel, Joff's dad. And uh, by Monday, July 3rd, it was done. And uh, you had your guy, Pronger, and he helped you win a Stanley Cup. So uh, just to wrap up. Do you expect any uh, blockbuster maneuvering tomorrow at the draft? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think there's going to be a bunch of deals. It's I've been working the phones here, and it's pretty quiet, but I think it'll heat up. I think you'll see some movement. There's too many quality players too deep in the draft that teams are going to move up and down, I, th- I believe. And uh, this is where it's nerve-wracking as a general manager where you've got to be, if you're say you're picking 14 and you'd be willing to move down, you have to have had all those conversations with the GMs beneath you. You have to have gone to them and say, if we get to this point and I'm willing to move down, what would you give me? And you got to do that with every team below you that's approached about moving up. So there's a lot of work, a lot of phone calls, maybe 20, 30 phone calls with teams that are serious about it before you have parameters and, and can do it on the floor. Brian, I'm going to leave you with this final one here. Brian Burke for prime minister. It comes to us out of Slave Lake. Uh, Brian, can a guy win an election in this country being a social liberal and a fiscal conservative? I don't know. I really don't know, but I, that's what I am. All right. Uh, you're an 18th century civil uh, uh, libertarian. Great stuff. Hey, thanks for doing this. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, that's Brian Burke, the uh, longtime NHL executive, joining us weekly on Oilers Now. His hit is brought to you by our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can reach out to me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Uh, Brendan Escott will be rejoining us uh, tomorrow as we get ready for the Eskimos game. Of course, the NHL draft goes uh, prior to the Eskimos game tomorrow night. Uh, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan, one of the largest Ford dealers in the province of Alberta. It's 125. We'll step out for two minutes. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630. Trip. 129 in Edmonton. Today is the last day that uh, you can uh, have a chance to win $500, courtesy of our friends at AMJ Campbell. If you accurately predict the top eight picks in this summer's NHL entry draft as part of the 630 Chet NHL mock draft, it is presented again by AMJ Campbell. Visit uh, and enter your mock draft at 630Chad.com. You could be $500 richer. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Ken Holland, Oilers President GM, when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.